the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, a lot of people have today off. I could tell that from the uh, word of the day, kids. Paucity of traffic on the way into the station. Uh, Very little traffic out there. Nobody uh, trying to bogart their way up to the front on the 270 ramp north from 33. Nobody coming down the second to the right lane on uh, 270 and then jamming in front of you on 23 as you head north. So a lot of people have today off. And, of course, tomorrow is July the 4th, and a lot of people always have the weekends off. So when you have what for some is a four-day weekend, you have an irresistible opportunity uh, by the federal government and those who work in it to bury things that they don't want you to know about. And then when you ask them about it, upon becoming aware of it, they can say, well, that's old news. That's been out there for days and weeks. For instance, Friday, Delaware State Attorney David Weiss, the guy who's been heading up the Hunter Biden investigation, the guy who had to file charges against Hunter Biden. Oh, what charges he filed? Misdemeanor tax violations (laughs) for somebody who didn't pay... How much was it? $2.2 million in taxes? Is that right? Is it $1.5 million? It was well over a million. I know that. $1.5 million. Uh, and the whistleblower on the case, Gary Shapley, IRS special agent in charge of the investigation until he was taken off the investigation because he just kept asking so many bothersome questions about Hunter Biden and he wanted to subpoena records that were Joe Biden's beach house, and he wanted to search a storage facility where Hunter had materials that might have furthered the investment. I mean, Gary Shapley, just, just, don't you realize Hunter Biden is uh, royalty? So Gary Shapley was taken off the case. Well, then Gary Shapley got enough of that. He went to Congress, and he testified as a whistleblower, and he said that in a meeting, David Weiss, the Delaware state attorney, who the Biden administration never tires of telling you is in total control of the investigation and can do anything he wants without fear or favor, as Merrick Garland always says. Uh, Shapley said David Weiss told him, I'm not really in charge of the investigation. I can't file charges against Hunter Biden in Washington, D.C. or in California without the cooperation of the respective state attorneys in those places. And this is a bombshell because this would mean Merrick Garland lied in front of Congress. And this would mean David Weiss lied in a previous letter to Jim Jordan and House Judiciary. So who's right? Is Weiss right or is Shapley right? Well, Weiss wrote another letter. It came out Friday. While you were looking forward to your four-day weekend, thinking about boating or whether you could get anything done outside, if your tea time would match up with the period in between the rain showers, David Weiss wrote another letter to Jim Jordan. And what a letter it was. It confirmed 
everything Gary Shapley said in his testimony. Oh, it didn't come right out and say that, but it did what I knew it would do if and when this ever came to light. It parsed the language in such a way that both Merrick Garland and David Weiss can make a case that, no, no, I was telling the truth. You just thought I meant something because you assumed when I said this, I meant that. For instance, you have heard that David Weiss has ultimate authority, right? Ultimate authority. He's got the ultimate authority. That's what Merrick Garland keeps saying. He's got the ultimate authority. Well, what does that mean to you when you hear ultimate authority? I hear that David Weiss can do whatever he wants. Um, No, that is not what that means. Ultimate authority is not the same as full authority. Now, you might think it is, but ultimate authority and full authority are totally different. David Weiss lays out in his letter to Jim Jordan that my charging authority is geographically limited in my home district. Wait a second. That sure sounds like confirmation of everything Gary Shapley's been saying. And in fact, it is. That's right. Weiss's letter on Friday to Jim Jordan said, my charging authority is geographically limited to my home district. But that if he needed to charge in another district, he could ask the U.S. attorney there if they want to partner on the case. Well, what do you think the Democrats in D.C. and California are going to say when asked if they want to partner on the case? They're going to say no, of course. They're going to say no. And so they did say no. And you will recall that Merrick Garland kept saying that, you know, all David Weiss had to do was ask me. I'll let him do whatever he wants to do. All he's got to do is ask me. Well, Weiss says in his letter to Jim Jordan that since he couldn't get people to partner with him on the case, he didn't ask Garland to intervene. He didn't ask because, you know, if there's one thing you have to respect when you are a government civil servant and you want to preserve the great gig that you have of the American taxpayer paying for you to stretch out a five-week investigation. Trey Gowdy, by the way, the other day on his podcast said that the investigation into Hunter Biden, there are some things that are hard to prove. Tax evasion is not hard to prove. You got the guy's W-2. You got the guy's tax records. Or in Hunter Biden's case, you didn't have them because you didn't file them that a tax evasion case is essentially a five-week case. He said, if you're really slow, really really ponderous, it'll take you five weeks. Same with the federal gun charge. Did he buy a gun? Yes. Did he file the federal gun charge, uh, gun form? Yes. Did he say on the gun form that he was not an abuser of illegal drugs? Yes. Well, look at this in his own autobiography. He says that he was strung out on crack during those years. So he lied. Both those investigations, Trey Gowdy said, should have taken, if you were slow, five weeks. Instead, they took five years. Why did they take five years? It took five years because guess what the statute of limitations is on Hunter Biden's tax crimes? Coincidentally, five years. So Weiss filed the charges, filed the plea deal right before the statute of limitations. So when you hear people say, oh, he's going before the judge on July the 26th, and the judge could throw out the whole deal because of all this terrible stuff that has come out about Hunter Biden ever since the plea deal. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Forget it. They worked this hard to slow walk it for five years. They're not going to throw it aside now. 
and David Weiss and Merrick Garland are both going to skate. They're going to go before Jim Jordan, Garland in September, Weiss maybe next month. And Weiss is going to say, well, you know, policy is you don't file something if you don't have the support of the lead attorney. And so since I didn't have the support of the lead attorney, I didn't think it was, you know, prudent for me to go to Attorney General Garland and ask. And Garland's going to say, well, I was waiting for him to ask and he didn't ask. So I just assumed he didn't want to. We have been lied to and frustrated and angered so many times by the duplicity of these people. Don't be caught being dumb enough to believe that they made an elementary mistake that they will easily be caught in. If there's one thing their conduct proves, it is that they are extremely good at giving themselves an out. No matter how much you think, aha, I gotcha, you never have them. They're never on the hook. The hook is never set. You're not getting Weiss, and you're not getting Garland, and you're not getting Hunter Biden. We're just not. We're just not. And this is why it is essential that you have the presidency of the United States and that you have oversight power in the House and Senate. We're now just causing some waves some issues, some problems, some trouble. We're making them work harder to screw us over and give Hunter Biden special privileges that nobody else would ever get in these circumstances. Ask Wesley Snipes if you can get a visitor's pass to whatever federal penitentiary he's in. But you're not getting them that easy. We're just not. They parse their language so carefully. It is not an accident when they say what they say and how they say it. Weiss is going to talk about procedure and protocol and standard practices. And Garland is going to say, I was waiting and he never made the request. And it's going to really tick you off because you're going to know that they're lying to you. You won't be able to catch them doing it. So we got the Friday news dump on the uh, David Weiss letter to Jim Jordan. Uh, You were thinking about fireworks, grilling out, playing golf, maybe working outside in the yard, beautifying things, celebrating America's birthday. And it went right by you because, you know, you're not really paying attention. If you're like, I don't even pay that close of attention to the news on the weekends. I want to disengage. But because we have a four-day weekend, which is really like two weekends in one even though I'm working today, and so is my hardworking colleague, Alan Rogers. Uh, we got two weekends. We got to have a news dump for each weekend. Right, Alan? Isn't that how it works? That's well, that's the way I was told. Yeah, I mean, you get a news dump Friday, the David Weiss letter. What's the news dump for the pseudo weekend today and tomorrow? Well, here it is. I'm sure you'll tell me. Oh, it's the uh, State Department's after-action report on the Afghanistan withdrawal. Now, this is where Joe Biden's presidency uh, began to come apart at the seams. Polls show that Biden's approval rating plummeted after the feckless, embarrassing withdrawal from Afghanistan. People tend to not like seeing an airport overrun by the Taliban and uh, 13 American service personnel blown to smithereens by a suicide bomber. We have a visceral distaste for that. Plus and, the um, 
equipment we left behind. Oh, yeah, the $80 billion in military equipment. Although, looks good on you, though, Taliban. <laughs> so they came out with this report on Friday. Uh, and here's what it said. The decisions of both President Trump and President Biden to end the U.S. military mission in Afghanistan had serious consequences for the viability of the Afghan government and its security. Those decisions are beyond the scope of this review, but the after-action review team found that during both administrations, there was insufficient senior-level consideration of worst-case scenarios and how quickly those might follow. Wow, Uh, such an impressive collection of government ease in there. Both administrations had, are you ready for the term that means nothing? Insufficient senior level consideration. <laughs> that's, that's a nice way of saying incompetence. Of worst case scenarios and how quickly those might follow. That's uh, blindness to the danger of getting out of Afghanistan in the uh, ragged, unorganized way that we did. Now, of course, the State Department has to blame Trump for this, even though Trump was probably on a golf course somewhere when Biden decided that, yeah, we're going to go through with it and we're going to do it. Remember Joe Biden, who has such a complete detachment from understanding how America would really view the withdrawal from Afghanistan, that he thought a great Time to do it would have been on September 11th. Oh, that'll be nice. It'll be a, an anniversary of sorts. You know, like, <laughs> like like 21 years after we got bombed by the terrorists, we'll commemorate that. The death of 3,000 innocent Americans will commemorate that by withdrawing from Afghanistan with our tail between our legs. America will love that. That was Joe Biden's thought. Somebody in his administration got through to him and said, nah, but I'm matching up those dates. Not a good idea, Joe. Not a good idea. Come on, man. So they got out in a hurry. And you know what happened. They gave up Bagram Air Force Base. We had Afghans clinging to jet engines falling out of the sky. We had moms handing their babies over razor wire to American service personnel. And, oh, yeah, we had 13 of them, including Max Soviak here in Ohio blown to bits by the Taliban, who was not going to take over Afghanistan, remember, until we were well out of there because we had done such a phenomenal job training the Afghan army. Not a joke. Yeah, not a joke. You are a joke. So Biden Friday, of course, had to forego his uh, high colonic and Matlock reruns to come out and disparage the Supreme Court for making affirmative action go away and upholding the free speech rights of a Colorado web designer. And as he was leaving, somebody in the White House press corps thought, hey, you know, this is great. Biden's here. I'm going to ask him a question about the Afghan withdrawal that says he and Trump both erred in how they pulled this off. Um, If you're holding your breath waiting for Joe Biden to take any responsibility? Well, you won't have to worry about wearing anything blue tomorrow because your skin will already be blue, holding your breath, waiting for any humility from this idiot. No, no, all the evidence is coming back there. Remember what I said about Afghanistan? I said Al-Qaeda would not be there. 
I said it wouldn't be there. I said we'd get help from the Taliban. What's happening now? What's going on? Read your press. I was right. Thanks. So, so, so the, the report is from the State Department, actually, about the withdrawal. He just walks away. He just walks away. He says, I was right. Al-Qaeda will not be there. The Taliban. Does he know the Taliban is like running the place that the uh, women who used to be able to go to school in Afghanistan and not be raped whenever a man decided he would do it, that they had actual rights for the 20 years that we were there? Does he realize that that's not the way it is anymore? Uh, Does he have any concern at all, any acknowledgement at all of the people there who helped us, the translators now stuck Still trying to get out? Does he at all care that we've had like heroic American citizens who benefited from the help of those Afghan people who are still organizing missions to go in there, clandestine missions to go in there and rescue people and get them out? Is the State Department reaching out, helping? No, of course not. Anything you do, you have to do it on your own. There have been a bunch of those kinds of missions that have brought people out. There's still hundreds, if not thousands of people who wanted out who couldn't get out because Joe Biden had to have it wrapped up by a certain time. And the report made that clear. And Biden refuses to acknowledge it. He just, I think he's viscerally incapable of admitting failure. I think he's blind to the fact that his decisions have consequences. And I I guess to him, like the real lives that are ended or ruined by the gravity of his bad decisions, apparently he's conscience-free. I mean, his policy, I mean, I just can't imagine. You know, they talk about in history some presidents who have had to make decisions of great gravity on sending people even even a even a morally decrepit person like Barack Obama like stressed over sending seal team 6 in to get bin laden i don't think biden has any concern at all for the lives that he imperils and it doesn't have to be via a botched military procedure he openly advocates for the LGBTQ agenda. What what does he think when he looks at a Riley Gaines? What does he think when he looks at women who have their privacy invaded by men in their locker rooms and spaces? I I know he knows about it. He just doesn't care. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.